Sandy lovers. Sandy lovers. Woo! Welcome, guys. Welcome, everyone, to episode five of Sandy lovers. Uh, I'm Sadie's, and this is Jamie, my favourite Sandy lover. Um, so um, we've got quite a few things to talk to you about today, actually. Um, lots of trailers. Um, some Disney and um, some new offerings from Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. I'm so excited. And um, some new films that we've been seeing, like Black Widow, Space Jam, and um, some new things out on Netflix and Disney Plus, and all the films that were coming out in the next months that we want to mention as well. So let's start as ever with the news. The news. Yes, it is the, the news. news. So, Jamie's going to start off, I think, with some update on the Emmy nominations. Yes. Tell us. So, the Emmy nominations came out this week for the awards that will be in September. So, the 73rd Primetime Emmy Awards um, were announced, and the show with the most nominations was Ted Lasso, with 13 nominations. Nice. Jason Sudeikis nominated for Best Actor. It was nominated for Best Comedy Show. Three of the supporting actresses were nominated, I believe. Oh, that's good. And then two supporting actors as well. Or maybe it was three actors, two actresses, I want to say. Three actors, two actresses, I believe, were nominated as well. So, I mean, looking at that, that's... Uh, in a in a category of five, you've got three <laughs> from the same show in there. Good, good chance good. of winning. Good chance of winning. Um, so it's nominated for thirteen awards at the Primetime Emmy Awards. Uh, it didn't actually have the most nominations overall because the Primetime Emmy Awards are just mainly for the acting and the best show and stuff. Then you have the Creative Arts Emmys, which is more to do with your writing and your cinematography and your directing nice. and supporting. Uh, like supporting actors in kind of more limited series and TV movies, and One Division had the most nominations overall across both. Nice. Um. Yes. So that so is good that. And I think Disney Plus had seventy-one. Seventy-one. Seventy-one That's nominations insane. over both. Oh so, my god! Yeah, That's it's crazy. absolutely crazy how that happens. So, it's it's very very good. So, what about all the drama stuff? Like, is like your favorite show up once again for nomination? Yes, I mean it wasn't there last year unfortunately, but it is back this year. So the outstanding drama series we've got Bridgerton and The Crown, obviously. Uh, for Netflix, you've got Handmaid's Tale, Lovecraft Country, The Mandalorian, Pose, and of course, This Is Us, um, which I absolutely love. But The Boys also got nominated. The, the Boys, Amazon the TV drama. Show, outstanding drama series, it The Boys. pretty dramatic. So that's very, very exciting. It's really exciting. And then you go over to the outstanding comedy series. You've got Blackish, Emily in Paris, The Flight Attendant, Hacks, the Kaminsky Method, Penis or Pen15, not sure which one that is. I mean, it's got like PEN and then 15, so it's either Pen15 or Penis. So Sounds it's like one an of them. Interesting show. Yeah. Um, and then you've got Ted Lasso and Cobra Kai. What? Cobra Kai is nominated for Outstanding yes. Comedy Series. Let out the biggest cheer. Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai. Yeah, so yes. Cobra is. Cobra Kai is nominated for Outstanding Comedy Series. It got four nominations over the whole of the Emmys. Um, yes, it is nominated for Outstanding Comedy Series. Unfortunately, no acting. 
uh, nominations, <gasps> but it is nominated for Outstanding Comedy Series. So congratulations. Congratulations, It's absolutely guys. great. Lovely. So, so happy with that. I think Ted Lasso with the most nominations. It won a lot of the Golden Globes, I think. Ted Lasso is the favourite to win most of it. Jason Sudeikis won the Golden yeah. Globe. It won Best Comedy Series. And season two starts on Apple TV this Friday. Mm. So there you go. The awards will be in September. Nice. So you well, can watch. That Ted Lasso show. Well, if, if you've not seen it, and, you know, it sounds like it's going to be good because it's been nominated, though. So series two's coming out soon. Maybe you should check it out. Yeah, um, Ted Lasso is just a, basically a TV show about an American. If ever you ever remember these weird TV adverts of Jason Sudeikis, this American football coach who's talking about joining the English Premier League. There were these weird NBC adverts back in 2011 and 12, and they've actually made that into a TV show now. So Ted Lasso is this American football coach who gets signed to become the manager of a English Premier League football team. That sounds cool. And that's what it's about. And it's just kind of him bringing his beliefs and everything whilst it, everything that's happening around. I'm not going to spoil it too much because you need to watch it. It's amazing. There's only 10 episodes, about 30 minutes each episode. Easily get through it. And on Apple TV, season two will be released weekly. So you've still got time to catch up before the series finale in 10 weeks' time for mm-hmm. series two. So you will watch it. Okay. Yeah. Ted Lasso out. is oh. out this Friday, series two. Didn't, cool. you, didn't I hear that like my uh, my favourite female director is nominated for something as well? Yes, that is correct. Emerald Fennell nice. is nominated for Best Supporting Actress Woo! for The Crown, playing. Camilla well, Parker well. Bowles. So obviously she oh. did win uh, Best Director. Did she win? No, Best, it, it best was, Original it was Best Original Screenplay, I believe. Yeah, at the, at the, at the, the Oscars. Oscars. It was yeah. Best Original Screenplay. Oh, uh, she won the Promising Young Woman Screenplay. Yeah. She won for that. So very, very good. And she also wrote. Yeah, didn't she? She wrote Cinderella, the new Andrew Weber. Yeah, so she's had a, a pretty good year. So yeah, the Cinderella's. Uh, musical is very very good that's currently showing on the west end now um i say now it's just recently closed because of covid so they're going to be closed for about a week or so whilst they go through covid uh, protocol mm. but she also wrote that so she had a good year she she's good winner she could win, win an emmy and an, oscar, emmy in and an oscar in the oh, same year it's so. been done people do it yes yeah, so that is basically it for the the primetime emmy awards they will be on september 19th uh, for the primetime emmy awards and the day before for the creative arts emmys so tune in watch some tv shows and go cobra kai go cobra kai that's for sure um so the only other news that um i have currently i feel like i talk about aquaman every time we do the news mm. but there's always some more news um i just heard that they are filming in the uk now so that's pretty cool pretty exciting jason momoa is here guys ladies and guys keep your eyes peeled you never know where he might be you yeah. bought guinness brim once didn't you tell us a tell everyone about that that's a cool thing to tell everyone guinness jason momoa so we go to Comic-Con <laughs> Lowe's and one year Jamie uh, volunteered at Comic-Con for a whole day on the Friday or this Friday on Friday and um, basically he was, well, he was the celebs bitch really, he was a dog bunny. So basically they got assigned tasks to go and, to go and do things that they needed done. Um, 
one of the things that he had to do was go and buy Guinness for Jason Momoa, which is pretty cool. And get breakfast for... And get breakfast for William Shatner, yeah. which is very, very cool also. So, yeah. yeah. Pretty cool. Very cool. Um, anyway, moving on from that, the next section obviously is trailers, and um, we have got lots of trailers to talk to you about, five in fact. We only had four, and then we just saw a new one, and it's the one I've been most anticipated for, and so excited, so we'll oh, talk yes. about that last. Um, but to start off, we will talk about the next new Marvel TV show that's coming out, slightly different from WandaVision and Loki and uh, Falcon and Soldier. Um, as it is animated, and that is What If. Jamie, you want to tell us a bit about that? Yes, so, as you said, it's an animated TV show, um, which is based in the MCU, mm-hmm. and it's basically asking you the question, what if? That's it. Like, what if Captain America didn't become Captain America and, say, Peggy Carter um, took the... That whatever you say. call it. Captain Carter. Yes, Captain Carter, as you can see in the uh, the picture just there, alongside. There you go. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's basically asking that question. Well, 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 what if, say, I can't think of T'Challa. another T'Challa. T'Challa. Um, he got picked up instead of Quinn uh, for Guardians of the Galaxy, and he was there with Michael Walker's character mm-hmm. as well. They had the whole thing with the whistling of the. Yeah. Yeah, and it just basically, it's a fun and interesting kind of, something new as well. Yeah. It's basically this guy called the Timekeeper, and Doctor Strange is the main protagonist, and he's going through all this kind of thing, like, well, what if? Mm-hmm. And they're talking about, like, maybe this wife thing, but everything that's happened with WandaVision, Loki, and the future of the MCU, they're all talking about these alternate timelines and stuff. So I think what if, for me... Um, it's probably going to be all these different timelines, but more in a, an animated form. Um, yeah. Just so you can see all these different characters in these different worlds, like what if this happened, what if that happened? And it's all going to be these different timelines coming together, which is going to create the multi- the multiverse of madness, mm-hmm. I believe. And which is why it makes sense for it to come out now as well, in the middle after Loki's finished. You've had WandaVision, you've got Spider-Man at the end of the year. And then, like I said, you've got Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, and we got a big cameo from my boy Howard. Howard the yeah. Duck is in it, excitingly. Can't wait. Oh I know he's probably only going to be in it for like 10 seconds. But Howard the Duck was in the trailer, and I'm very excited for that. You're very excited. You sound like Moss from the air. I'm it? very excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think it looks really fun. It's just... A way to keep the fun going for all the Marvel fans and a way for the actors to stay involved and keep connected to their characters as well. And I actually saw um, Sebastian's dad put on Instagram um, some um, footage of him um, of him like doing his recording um, and it was really, really funny. Um, he's just there trying to figure out how to do it and what they want from him for the emotion in that in that moment. It doesn't seem like he's ever done it before. He's just learning how to do it. It was really cute. So you should go and check out Sebastian's Down's Instagram for that. Um, but yeah, I'm just looking forward to seeing the different kind of things that could happen. Um, there's a moment in the trailer when Iron Man is approached by, I can't remember who it is now, but I know it's one of the bad guys. And um, it's just after, like at the beginning of, of Iron Man, when uh, like, the bomb's gone off and someone approaches him and that just indicates that that's going to take him down a completely different path mm. so that i'm interested to see as well 
So, yeah. yeah, and like I said, with Sebastian Sam doing the voice for it as well, mm. all of the actors are reprising their role in animated form as well. Yeah. So you do have Chadwick Boseman playing T'Challa as well, which is... Yeah. That's his last ever, actually, acting performance. So. Yeah, so very exciting uh, time. That is August 11th. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's out in August. You can see that on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that will be exclusively on Disney+. Plus. Cool. I'm sorry about that. But I mean, just more Disney to come well, in. Well, yeah, this is the thing. Our next two trailers are more Disney, um, but this is like proper Disney now. So I feel like every time, again, every time we do this, um, I'm introducing a new Disney film and we are becoming a bit saturated with them at the moment. Um, and I think I would be a lot more excited about these two films if we didn't have so many open out at once. We just had Raya not long ago and then Luca has just come out I was just talking about that the other week but now we've got two more being advertised at the same time um so but I'm going to try and look at them as though you know we, we don't know that we don't know that there's loads of others coming out at the same time so um start with we'll look at Encanto um so this actually looks really like really fun and bright and colorful it looks beautiful and seems like from the trailer it's about this West family extended family all live in this beautiful big magical house um in some magical mm-hmm. place looks like around somewhere like south america um but yeah it looks like fun they've all seemed to have special gifts and um, all of them apart from our lead character um who doesn't have any gifts and um she's kind of like you know everyone like mentions it and like you know laughs about it but she obviously is bothered by it like, even though she pretends she isn't um so i presume the film is going to be about finding her gift or what's special about her which is obviously another great metaphor for kids um so yeah i am and the, and the main characters all looks pretty cool she looks like someone i would have been friends with in like six four my uni so she looks nice um so yeah i am excited about it um but yeah what do you think about it yeah like you saw some of the abilities on there yeah. so you had people with super strength some shapeshifters on there people growing like flowers and stuff yeah. as well so cool. it's very colorful you forgot to mention who's the music band. Oh my goodness, yeah, right. So when I first watched the trailer, I was like, okay, yeah, it looks quite nice. And then suddenly the music starts to come in. And as you hear it, I was like, I know who that is. And then his name came across the, the, the screen. Music by Lin-Manuel Miranda, original music. Oh, so yeah, I'm so excited for that because as we all know, in the heights and um, i just love him now <laughs> so yeah i was listening to soundtrack again this morning it's such a great way to start your morning listening to the in the heights soundtrack so yeah it's another great reason to um to be excited about encounter mm-hmm. really so yeah i mean that wasn't it for disney though what was the other one no, yeah so the next disney film that's coming out it's been outside is turning red now this um it's a uh, watching the trailer for me is a little bit cringy as an adult woman who knows well for any adult i think who knows what the whole metaphor for all of this uh this film is um i don't think it's as like straightforward as what you said it's called turning red yes one. yes but it's not only it's just about like periods which is what you said like, it's about puberty periods. it's about as the trailer says growing up is a beast it's about just the whole it's about in the emotions of it it's not Puberty, just hormones. yeah hormones everything but not just in that way in like all the emotions the anger the anxiety 
So this trailer, it basically shows you like one opening scene um, and it's about this girl who, when her emotions get to a certain height, she turns into a red panda, um, as we can see from the poster there, um, which is a bit weird because red pandas are like quite sweet, although they do have very sharp teeth, so I mean, I suppose if they wanted to defend themselves, they probably could be mm -hmm. quite aggressive. Um, but yeah, it looks like, um, I can't tell if it's set somewhere in Asia, like China, or if it's actually set in an American place with like a... Um, an oriental, like a backdrop. Yeah, like Chinatown um, as well. So I'm not too sure. I need to watch the trailer again for that. But yeah, the opening in the trailer, it's like she, her anxiety is building um, because her mum's kind of turned up at school and it's embarrassing her. And she just explodes and turns into this red panda, which, yeah, it is quite on the nose. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, it's, it, look, it does look fun and I think it will be really good for young girls you know or anyone young uh just because it does seem to be about puberty and, and you mm -hmm. know going through that really difficult time feeling so strongly in so many different ways about so many different things and just not knowing what to do about it and having you know these massive reactions to things and then suddenly coming back in and going oh i didn't mean to react like that so <laughs> so largely <laughs> um you know and learned about yourself so yeah yeah, mm -hmm. it'll be a good one for like preteens, I think, and, and young teens to see, for sure. Yeah, definitely. And the um, the next trailer I want to uh, talk about, which I'm quite excited for, just yeah. mainly just for the cast. Yeah, the cast is good. Um, so you've got Kristen Bell, Vince Vaughn, and of course, my boy. Paul Exactly. <laughs> so it's called Queen Pins, and it is based on a true story of these people that have found a way to get loads of vouchers for free coupons coupons if you call them in america the vouchers here mm -hmm. in the UK. yeah but, but for in, coupons in film. the us yeah. yeah and then selling them to people and making money because coupons they found out that if you in the trailer they're saying if you complain to someone they send you a free coupon then you can use it and then Kristen Bell's character finds out all these coupons are sent from the same place mm -hmm. so I assume I don't think you actually see but they find a way to obviously hijack the truck or steal the coupons yeah. from this place and then sell them to people that need them it's kind of like a modern day Robin Hood yeah um, sure. but it's based it's based off a true story this actually did happen and Vince Vaughn and Paul Waterhauser are kind of more cops in it. Look at what I say, the cops are not really cops, but they are trying to track down Kristen Bell and her partner to figure out, obviously, yeah. how they're doing it and what's going on as well. Uh, small cameo in the trailer as well, Joe McHale, playing yes. Kristen Bell's husband as well. Obviously famous for Community in the Soup and the Joe McHale show starring joe McHale on netflix <laughs> uh queen pins excited for it it looks fun uh, it's kind of more like a comedy kind of yeah comedy caper yeah so looking, looking forward to queen pins it does look fun um when, it, when the trailer first started i thought it was that they um it was just because like, there's a lot of um like documentaries about women in america mm. who basically live off couponing you know they they, they buy hundreds of magazines with these free coupons in it actually ends up saving them more money than spending the money on the magazines and i thought it was just a story of like couponing um but then um but then as the trailer goes on like jamie says um they actually uh 
stealing these coupons and again i thought it was going to be so that they can then use them and save money mm-hmm. on their grocery shop and then they say they're going to sell them to people and i'm like geez like that's kind of like harsh on the people that need them a little bit because you know they're still spending money on well, coupons. They're selling for people that need them yeah, but they're spending money on the coupons so how much is that costing mm, but hey it does look good the cast is amazing obviously we talked about paul walter as a um in one of our first podcasts um about how amazing he is so again he's reason enough to want to check this thing out so yeah look mm-hmm. out for it queen pins all right okay so we're gonna brace ourselves well for, for me for my reaction so we should have filmed my reaction to this trailer by the way so before going live we thought we'll quickly rewatch <laughs> some of the trailers just to make sure it's okay and it comes up posted three okay. hours ago it is the new Ridley Scott movie starring Jodie Comer, yeah, <laughs> Ben Affleck, <laughs> Matt Damon, <laughs> and Adam Driver. <laughs> it is the last duel. In one of these films, I think, like going into. Hey, hey, hey! Why I mean, I'm like just quickly going in it. to say, Go uh, with the um, the greatest movie ever draft, I do have this on my shortlist. Yes. Uh, and it's definitely on paper gonna be massive. Mm. Um, like you've got Ridley Scott, like you said, Matt Damon, Ben mm. Affleck, Adam Driver, Jodie Comer's getting very big now, especially she's moving over to films after doing so successful in Killing Eve. Um, and it just looks like it's gonna be pretty good. <laughs> so when you first told me about this many many months ago, um. Did you tell me about it or did you, know, you, you oh, tell me about it? Yeah, you were like, uh, Sadie, this Matt and Ben are doing a film together again, and Adam Driver's in it. Like, three people I absolutely adore. Ben and Matt are like my favorite people in the whole world, apart from you know, my parents and this one. <laughs> um, but oh my god, I, I absolutely adore Matt and Ben, and Dogma, you know, is obviously one of our faves, and all the early stuff, obviously, Good Will Hunting. Oh, amazing and um, so when i heard they were coming back together i was so excited and obviously i just love adam driver because even though i'm not a massive fan of the newest star wars films i think he's great at kylo ren and it's pretty hot in a weird way so i'm so super excited to see the three of them together i mean geez it's just a bit too much isn't it um so like you mentioned it ages like it feels like absolutely forever ago and then there was like nothing and then so one one day I had one of my film magazines, I can't remember if it was Empire or Total Film, and right in like, you know, like little corner, one of the little mini segments, I just saw one of the little faces, and it said The Last Jewel. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, my God! And there was like a tiny, tiny, wee little passage about it, and I was like, oh. I just absorbed every sentence, every word that was in that little passage in so much excitement. Anyway. Now we have a trailer. The trailer so, is out. The trailer is out. And I mean, even though I love them, when you told me, I was like, sounds a bit cheesy. Because you said it's, it's medieval. medieval. And I was like, I cannot imagine Ben and Matt doing that. It would be hilarious. So the weird thing, as you can see on here, you've got Ben Affleck with bullon bleach. Yeah, there. I was going to say, yeah, that's the first thing. I was like, well, Matt appeared. Was Matt appear first? No, I think maybe, I don't know, Matt. Matt and Adam appeared first anyway. I was like, right, where is he? Where is he? Where is he? And then suddenly you heard his voice and then he appeared. And I was like, 
Oh my God, look at him. Now, I mean, there are plenty of people out there that aren't fans of Ben. And there'll be plenty of people that will be waiting. We'll be waiting to like be like, well, that's cheesy. As I've already said, as a fan, that they're going to be in medley, medieval. But then he goes and has that haircut. I mean, geez. Uh, but it is, it does say on the trailer, it's a true story. So, true story. True story. So they kind of got to, you know, look the part. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I can't remember exactly what the story is. You actually might remember better than me. Um, and I know we've just watched the trailer, so I should have got the story from the trailer. So basically, <laughs> Jodie Comer's character exciting. is married to Matt Damon. That's the one. And something happens between Jodie Comer and Adam Driver. Yes. It's he said, she said, yeah. in regards to some kind of sexual relation going on. Yeah. It classed as sexual assault or she consented, basically. From what we saw from the trailer, it looked but, like Adam Driver was taking the lead on that. Yeah, but Adam Driver denies even being there. Yeah. And so what Matt Damon suggests would be we will fight to the death um, and let the gods decide who was telling the truth, the gods basically, decide. because it's Jodie Comer's word, which is Matt Damon's wife, against Adam Driver's word. So it was it's like probably well, somebody quite notable, but I wasn't paying attention to who else. So I was just too excited. Pardon? I was too excited. Well, <laughs> so I wasn't paying attention to what the story was or who the people were. Yeah, like I said, he said let the gods decide because yeah. of obviously one of you is telling the truth, so God will decide, and whoever God lets win will win. Basically, that's what Matt yes. Damon says. Yes. And I don't know really what Ben's part in it always, but I think he's, he's the king. Of... Oh, is he? I oh, think wait, I'm but he does look sure. royal. Yeah, yeah, so I think he's the one telling Ben Affleck he wants to fight to the death for it, and he allows it. Oh, yes, yes. Um, so, yeah, they fight to the death, um, and you see a bit of the, you see a bit of medieval jousting in the Woo! trailer. You got I missed that. Sword I fights. A bit of um, you're just getting too excited. I, don't think, so I think you may have blacked out. I love medieval stuff as well. I love a castle. I just love a castle. We used to have, <laughs> here in the UK, in the north, we used to have an amazing theme park called Camelot obviously King Arthur and all that jazz and they used to have jousting actual jousting I mean not for reals like no one died not for reals but like like you know pretend jousting on real horses and they had Lancelot and Galahad and Sir Percival and oh it was just the best time and then it closed (laughs) and it sits there you see it from the motorway it sits there like a like a graveyard. I will remember you. Yeah, like a roller coaster graveyard. So, shame. Shame on you, owners of Camelot. Shame. Exactly. But anyway, yeah, so super excited for this film. Uh, go watch the trailer and be nice. My boys, I love them. So, uh, that, uh, that is Deception the of the Trailers. The Trailers. Yes. So, I mean, I basically brings us on to movie reviews so reviews. some of the films that we have watched and tv show yeah of course i mean shall shall we start with the tv show then maybe? oh we can if you want yeah sure so we can then lead into the one of the first ones yeah so the tv show loki mm-hmm. finished its six episode run on disney plus the finale was on the Wednesday just yeah, last gone, week, yeah. six days ago at the time of recording. So yeah, I mean, you really enjoyed it, the, the series. Putting words in my mouth. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> did you enjoy it? Um, 
Are you putting words in my mouth? <laughs> so, do you want to talk about how, what you felt about it first? Because I don't want to be like, you know. It's all right. Yeah, I agree. It's all right. Um, <laughs> I love WandaVision. Um, I really enjoyed um, Falcon Winter Soldier because of the relationship. And um, I, I didn't really like the bad guys in that and the woman in that lead actually annoyed me. Um, but I, I love their relationship and their banter, and that made it. Um, Loki, I was really excited about. I was really excited about Owen Wilson being in it. Wow. Didn't even say it once. Maybe not say it. I thought maybe that was going to be fun banter, and there was bits of it. Um, uh, it was, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't. This is going to sound weird, but like, it was like. I didn't really enjoy like the British actresses <laughs> very much. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. It was a bit straight. It was a bit too sort of semi-serious. Um, and and I really enjoyed the colour. I really enjoyed the green, greeny, browny, goldy. You know the the colour palette. The colours of Loki. The colour palette. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was it was beautiful in that respect. I really liked the whole. Um, you know, um, retro feel of everything. Um, that was really cool. I think I would have liked more Owen Wilson. Um, I, I do think the whole two Lokis getting on thing is a bit weird. Um, what kind of paradox is that going to cause? Uh, yeah, and then for me, I really... The episodes that he was excited about, Tom Hiddleston, I was like, oh, was that it? And like when he went to the end of time... And there was those other Lokis. I mean, Rich D. Grant's amazing. Like, I love Rich D. Grant. He was great. Um, but, like, I don't know. It was just a bit weird. And I wasn't a massive fan. I like what he's now going to do for the the MCU in the future. That's what I'm, I'm excited to see. But I can, I, I can live without a second series. And I'm like, eh, whatever. Well... Uh, they did announce Loki yeah. has got a second season during the mid-credits scene of the series. So Loki will be returning for season two. Mm-hmm. Like you did say, the good thing about what Loki did was set up this the, the future of the MCU, basically. So without spoiling too much, um, it does set up the multiverse to a degree. Yeah. So, like I said, you can definitely see where the future of the MCU is going because of the finale of this show and how it's setting up all these different shows. Which I sort well. of can't even really remember a lot of it. There yeah. you go. <laughs> so it's, it's memorable, of course. There you go. Totally um, watch it. Like, but yeah, if you're a big MCU fan, it, it's something that you do need to watch to understand what what what's going on, like how this character of Loki has come from Avengers Assemble, because it is the version of Loki. Yeah. The villain Loki, not how he ended up in Avengers Endgame to become this hero. He is still kind of the villain from Avengers Assemble, mm-hmm. and it's all about him um, changing into kind of being the anti-hero as he is, Loki. Um, he never so, made it to Endgame, babe. He died so in Infinity War. War. So... Yeah. Yeah, so it's basically setting up the future of the MCU. It is important uh, if you yeah. are if you are wanting to watch all of these Marvel movies. So yeah, Loki, uh, six episodes on Disney Plus. I'd still rather just rewatch Game My Idol's Game Changers. Get me in the next yeah, series of that. Still not been announced yet. It will be. 
Stick with me. Yeah, sticking with Marvel. Now we've done some films that we've watched recently. And uh, we finally got Black Widow! Woo! After over a year of waiting for her. Oh, so good to have her back. So nice to revisit the character. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, all the cast were great, but as I know, Jamie was definitely going to say, and I feel the same. And my friend even said exactly the same before I even said it. Florence Pugh stole the show. She shone and was amazing. I love Scarlett. Scarlett was still amazing, but I'm really excited about the future career of Florence. But yeah, the film was really, really good. I, I, I would actually like to see those characters more. Mm-hmm. A lot, yeah. Well, some of them, unfortunately. Well, yeah. Um, For everybody. <laughs> yeah, but like I said, Florence Pugh was the best part about that film. I think if she wasn't in it, the film would just fail. I mm. think like she is. Yeah, she's the heart of the film. She's the best part of the film. And one of the important things to note as well during the production of Black Widow, <coughs> they were saying that, especially building up to it, that Robert Downey Jr. was going to make a cameo as Tony Stark. And there was also mention that maybe Captain America would also be in it as well. Um, yeah. But what they wanted to do was have Black Widow have her moment, have her film, a standalone away from the boys, have this yeah, movie, because she deserves it. Definitely. I said she's an original Avenger. Everybody else has had their own film. You've got Hulk, you've got Thor, you have Iron Man, you have Captain America, and then you've got Hawkeye with his own TV show TV in show. December. Yeah. So everybody has had their own series their or, own moment, or film. Yeah. So, yeah, and I say Hawkeye is probably the lesser known superhero out of all of them. So... Um, but the Black Widow movie has set up again the future mm-hmm. of the MCU scene. and the post-credit scene, which will link into other Disney products, including Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. So it's exciting to see. Like I said, Florence Pugh. Hopefully, we'll see more of in the Marvel Cinematic Universe in the future, and I welcome it. Yeah, I mean, of course, we were supposed to have Black Widow, like I said, over a year ago, and so that post-credit scene we're supposed to see before we saw things in the TV shows that we've had. So, um, but it still links nicely, and it doesn't really matter that we've seen it the other way around. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was really cool to go back into uh, into her world, into Natasha's world, and see everything that she's been talking about for all these years. You know, um, where she's come from and everything, and seeing the red room, um, and just actually hearing like from Florence Pugh's character, just what that really meant and, um, you know, what those women, those girls, you know, were going through and how they were brainwashed and all those strange kinds of things. And the weird thing is, like, stuff like that sort of does happen out there in the world um, and it is quite scary. It really does bring that to light as well. Um, but, yeah, it was really cool. The action was great. The costumes were great. Um, David Harbour was hilarious. Um, Rachel Weisz was great. The opening, actually, yeah, I remember when we watched it, I was like, that's what I want to talk about. The opening was the best bit of the whole film. Um, and I, it made me probably more excited than I then, than I then was for the rest of the film. The opening was incredible. Um, so, yeah, look, enjoy that. Because when you go and see that, if you've not seen it yet, it's amazing. It's such a ride. And um, the very, very first like opening scene, you're like, oh, this isn't what I thought her background was. Um, and then you suddenly realise that maybe you were right. But 
but yeah, I don't want to spoil anything. Um, but yeah, it's basically it starts when she's a child, and we go from there. So, mm. but yeah, amazing opening scene. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I think overall I didn't enjoy it as much as you did. No. I think it was an okay film, probably six out of ten. Without Florence, probably four. Yeah. Uh, Florence P was the savior of that film. Ray Winston yeah. own was there. Uh, Ray Winston, yeah, um, he was okay, but I thought they could have had someone better as the I, bad guy. I know, like you were saying, his Cockney accent was just going oh, through. It just kept coming out, and I was just like, oh, I, I, yeah, I, I like Ray, you know, but he he belongs. Yeah, he's a good actor, but he belongs in a certain. But he's a Cockney place. Guy, he's right? a Cockney actor, and to play like a Russian, you know, there's probably so many great actors that are probably naturally from that area of the world that could have done that. You know, or or somewhere else. I don't know. I I think they would have been better yeah. for that role. And just so people are aware, aware as well, is this film takes place mm-hmm. in between Captain America: Winter Soldier and Captain America: Civil War. No, Avengers: it, Age of Ultron. Is sorry. it not after... Avengers: Age of Ultron and Captain uh, America: Civil War? It takes place in. Sorry, there, yeah. because they're talking about. Tony Stark versus Captain America and them signing the uh, the agreement yeah. and stuff and basically at the end of the film kind of leads into where Natasha's been and then comes into Civil War mm-hmm. um, so it takes place between Avengers Age of Ultron sorry and Captain America Civil War yeah um, but yeah um, one other thing I noted was you know we were sat in the cinema for the new big Marvel film and it was like not even half full and obviously half most of that's for covid but i still thought you know maybe more people we went on like opening weekend like the friday and i just expected it to be busier you know because everyone used to get excited about the big marvel film but i think people are starting to forget about the cinema because i've been able to get everything at home yeah. and i think people will have been downloading it on the disney plus thing yeah, I'm Dis- it at home. yeah. So it was available on Disney Plus with their premiere yeah, access. Yeah, yeah. Um, it came out in the cinemas on the Wednesday, but wasn't available until the Friday on Disney Plus yeah. premiere, and it was released in the US of A. Yeah. On uh, on that Friday as well as we got it two days early. Yeah. And we saw it on the Thursday. Yes, we the did, day yeah, after. We did. So maybe more people went on the Wednesday. Maybe people went on Friday. Um, yeah. And some people maybe went on Friday or watched it on Friday on on Disney Plus on the premiere access. So. Again, um, it's another Marvel film. We've got about another 17 to come before the end of the year. So we'll see what happens uh, with the future of the MCU. But yeah. we can now move away from Marvel. Yeah, and Disney. I mean, we've got one more thing to talk about Disney-wise later on. Uh, but just briefly, yeah. hopefully. Um, yeah. But we'll talk about other films that we yeah. saw. So you decided to just randomly go by yourself. Uh, to the cinema the other day. I'd like to do that, yeah. I did that I, mean, I like it as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um yes. but it was a film that you were quite excited to see, especially yes. because of the cinematography and where it is and yeah, the and setting. The so tell us about Supernova. Yes, I took myself off to see Supernova. Um I was really disappointed at first um the other week when it first came out. It they did a spell special limitless view in Odeon and then I went on the uh the app to look at when it was going to be on properly again and it just wasn't there and i spoke to our friend who works at odin and he was like oh yeah i don't know if it's going to come back on 
I was gutted because I was really looking forward to seeing it. Um, and then suddenly it appeared again last week. So uh, I thought, well, I might not get another chance. It might not be on again. So I'm going to go and see it. Um, so yeah, I went on my own. Um, Supernova is about um, a couple uh, played by Colin Firth and Stanley Tucci. And um, Stanley Tucci's character has dementia. And it's um, about a little weekend away that they're having um, before his condition starts to get any worse. Um, and it's all set like in the Lake District, I believe, um, from what it looks like. When I first saw the trailer, for some reason, I thought it was Scotland. I think I mentioned mm-hmm. that in the last podcast. Um, and But actually, when I sat there watching the film, I was like, that's not Scotland, that's definitely the Lake District. Um, so, yeah, it was absolutely, absolutely beautiful. They're there in their camper van. Um, they've got a little dog, little labradoodle type thing. Um, and, uh, yeah, and it's just them kind of talking about how they feel about it. You know, um, Colin first character kind of wants to talk about it a bit more because, um, obviously, he's the one trying to learn you know what to do to support um stanley's character and how he's going to deal with it um but stanley doesn't really want to you know think about it too much and um they go and visit colin's family um uh, in the lakes and they have a party with like um lots of their old friends and it's it's it really shows the way that people you know sometimes don't know how to approach someone who is suffering with a condition and you know they think they have to talk about it or try and offer help and help or suggestions and that person's just like I just want to live my life while I can and just carry on being me um but yeah it does take a, a turn um in the way of um the choice of um that we do not have in this country of when you are suffering with a terminal condition like that that is going to be a debilitating condition um of the choice to you know decide when your life is over yourself and end your own life or you know you can well yeah yeah so obviously in uh in your own certain places in europe you can go and you can actually well yeah be euthanized as obviously what we talk we say when we're putting animals to sleep but you can make that choice to go to a special place and um, special hospitals where they will put you to sleep they will kill you you know uh with with the injection um and obviously it's the discussion of you know doing that here in this country and and the decision that some of the character would like to make and colin first character dealing with that um but yeah it is it is beautiful it's obviously very serious um and you know and, and a difficult subject but i think it's also really important because alzheimer's and dementia is you know quite common um and a lot of people suffer with it both um patients and families uh, so it's definitely a topic that needs to be discussed more. Um, but also, as serious as the film is, it's also got those nice, like, comedy moments. Because I mean, Colin Firth and Stanley Tucci are both amazing actors and both very, very funny as well. So yeah, it is. It's it's a it's a good film to to just stick on. You know, if you are a fan of two amazing actors and um, watching their work. Um, but yeah, it definitely brings up some interesting topics. But yeah, I recommend it for sure. Supernova. Cool. I mean, you go from two great actors. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Colin Firth and <laughs> to the I want to say it's broke box office records and it's one of the highest grossing movies of the year so far. Are you serious? And it is LeBron James <laughs> in Space Jam A New Legacy 
I don't know why you're shaking your head. Yeah. We went to see this movie on release day next Friday. That's right. And, I, <laughs> yeah. and Mercedes is like, it's going to be amazing. I can't wait. It's going to be great. And I'm like, no, it's going to be awful. It's LeBron James for one. Yeah. And it's just not going to be good at all. And you're like, no, no, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be great. I was so excited. And we went with our friend who's like a, a massive like um, Space Jam super fan. Yeah. So obviously um, I wore this jersey. Mercedes wore that jersey. Aaron was, wearing, Aaron was his wearing his Space, Space Jam, Jam jumper, which you absolutely love. Oh, I love it. Where do you get it from? Uh, oh, and uh, pull them there, if you like sponsors, um, mm. in the travel centre. So, yeah, yeah. Space Jam. So, I mean... Let's start with the negatives. I mean, you came in so excited, and then... Yeah, well, no, the the main thing I knew already from the trailer, and that is that they changed the way that the Looney Tunes world existed. So, obviously, in the original Space Jam, one of the most amazing childhood films, um, you know, the Looney Tunes world was kind of like underneath our world. You know, Bugs Bunny came up to get Michael Jordan through his um, rabbit tunnel, you know, rabbit warren, up into a gol- the golf course, you know. He came especially to get Michael it Jordan. It is alive! <laughs> um, yeah, thank you, Bill Um And that was because, you know, the aliens had come and challenged them to a basketball game because they wanted to, like, steal two worlds or something. I can't remember the story. But, yeah, so they went to get Michael Jordan, pulled him down to the rabbit hole. Um, and that was how the two world existed. And then, even from the trailer, you know, for this new film that, it's not like that it's actually within technology and it is within the actual animation world in computers mm-hmm. and they get dragged into a computer and right i love don Cheadle, and you know i love it when he gets like a big role but this character like oh it's the worst like i mean you know my favorite role for him anyway is in deep not deep in uh, volcano you know a lot of film um same film um but um yeah he was like he's played like an algorithm and it's like you've actually given like a human form to this algorithm and he's just Al- there G- algae rhythm and he's just there talking about how he wants to dominate the world and and it's just a bit weird and, and i'm not a fan and i didn't enjoy the concept and yeah i just the, the only the bits for me that i really enjoyed were so they went around all the waterverse. The waterverse, the yeah, and um, call it something slightly different, but yeah, and um, the water Waterverse serververse, they called it. Yeah, all within the internet of Warner Brothers at Warner Brothers Studios. And the bit I really thought was funny, I couldn't stop laughing, was they went to like, you know, uh DC World, you know, and they turned into what they were turned to there and they were finding the various Looney Tunes characters on the way and that bit was really fun and I really enjoyed that. I laughed a lot. There were a couple of little bits that I laughed at throughout the film, but on the whole, I mean, I mean, what what annoys me is that people are going to go and see this younger people who have never seen Space Jam, like Aaron's girlfriend who came and had never seen Space Jam, and that is their first introduction to Space Jam, and some younger kids might actually go, oh, this is great, I really love this, because that's the world they've grown up in, that technology world, mm-hmm. and they're not going to appreciate the amazingness and the much betterness which isn't a word, of the original Space Jam and having Bill Murray as well and our good old friend whose name has Wayne just Knight. like Wayne Knight from Jurassic Park. Um, 
you know, I mean, and I enjoyed Michael Jordan in that film. I thought he was fun, you know? So, I find it weird in these films anyway, how, like, these are real-life people playing themselves, yet they're given a fake family that isn't actually theirs in real life. Yeah, it's strange. I mean, I'm not saying the Bond James can act, but the family probably didn't want to be in it or, or can't act anyway. So no, I know, but, but are they even giving them, like, the, is he... But like, obviously he his son was a main character, though. So it needs to be an actor because there's a lot of stuff going on. It could be I know, like, but it's still a strange concept, is all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. It's very odd. But yeah. yeah. What do you think? It's better than the first. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. <sighs> yes. So... Again, I knew it wasn't going to be the greatest film. I really enjoyed it. Like, I enjoyed a lot of the film. Like, it, it's fun. I mean, there were bits that were just laughable, which is just like LeBron James trying to act or some of his lines that were just forced out, which didn't make any sense or not delivered in the correct way because, you know, he's not a trained actor. He's a basketball. He's a very good basketballer. Um, some would say the greatest of all time. Um and yeah it's his son gets sucked into the servers which you can see in the trailer he then goes after him and don cheadle's character algae rhythm basically says you play me in a basketball game you can have your son back if not you stay here with me um and yeah and then he gets sent down to looney tune land mm-hmm. and it's just bugs bunny there and he's like, well, we need to play basketball. And he kind of makes a little joke, Bugs Bunny, to say, like, oh, you want me, Bugs Bunny, and the Looney Tunes to play with an all-pro basketballer? Where have heard this before? Yeah. And there's little, little slight nods towards Space Jam and, Very slight, and yeah. the, uh, the legacy of, obviously, the 1996 movie. I mean, 25 years old now, shall we just say. Don't spoil the cameo, but there is a hilariously brilliant There cameo is later some on. cameos from Space Jam, which obviously I won't spoil. Uh, but yes, there are some small cameos from that. And there is a lot of cameos from the Warner Brothers universe. Yeah. Uh, there are some bits, because what LeBron wants to do is get amazing basketballs to join his team, whereas Bugs Bunny wants to reunite the Looney Tunes to play for LeBron James. So they have to hunt over the serververse to find all of their friends, and they go to different worlds. Like, you've got Game of Thrones, you've got The Matrix. Um, and Granny in The Matrix. <laughs> yeah, and like I said, you've got the DC world as well, which yeah. uh, you've got little cameos from from Superman yeah, as well Superman, in there, yeah. but the whole Superman theme. Oh, that got me um, excited, yeah. Yeah, so the, there is a lot of um, great cameos from the um, the Warner verse in there. There's also some very unexpected ones I don't want to ruin as well, yeah. which just came out of nowhere, uh, which were great, especially if you if you watch certain TV shows as well um, on films. So I really enjoyed it. Like I said, it, was, it wasn't the best film ever, um, but it was fun. I right. just want to mention as well, like, they sort of stole, stole the Hook storyline. Because, like you say, they pitted son against father. And basically how in Hook, Dustin Hoffman's Hook is, like, taking Peter Pan's son under his wing and making him his own. It's basically exactly what happens with this, with Don Cheadle and LeBron James's son. And he tries to, like, take him from him, convince him that he's with him instead of him. Yeah. but no it's fun it's um available in the cinemas now if you live Mm -hmm. in the us of a it is in the cinemas and also on hbo max 
as well so you can watch it stream it on there as well it's it's a bit of fun not to be taken seriously i know it's not supposed to be taken seriously um and yeah enjoy it yeah got definitely worth watching for a bit of fun but yeah so i think that's it really for reviews reviews, everything that we have recently watched i know there is some stuff that has recently come out on netflix which we're kind of working our way through on netflix and disney plus so um what we're up to with them so far exactly so if we start with netflix they have just released a new horror trilogy um, so cool which is rl stein's fair street which is kind of like a goosebumps thing i think it's based off the books fair street um and it's a trilogy uh, set in different points of time so you've got fair street 1994 part one which is part one part two is 1974 and then part three is 1666 sorry i know it's 1666 but there you go and so there are the the three movies they were released each week on netflix so they are all available now on netflix we've only watched part one so far yeah uh, hopefully by the time we record the next episode we will have watched yeah all three and we can talk about it in all our views next time but from from episode one we're not going to go into too much but really enjoyed it looking forward to the yeah. next two parts so we will watch it and we'll review it on the next episode yeah really really enjoyed it um main character i'm not too keen on but um i like obviously they're trying to um you know do bits of things from other great horror films so you know, there's a bit of scream in there um also um maya hawk um is in it as well um for some of the film and um, mm-hmm. obviously um ethan hawk and uma thurman's daughter who uh found fame through stranger things um at the uh scoops ahoy with steve harrington and um, so Oops. she's cool um and also in the next one and um, part two the one set in the 70s i'm excited because um I Again, I can't remember her name, but the girl who plays Max in Stranger Things, she is um, one of the leads in part two, so I'm excited to see her. Um, but yeah, it's a really cool story so far. I'm excited to see where it goes. So I'll let you And also now streaming on Disney Plus, they have mm-hmm. released the first three episodes and then releasing every week. It is a continuation from Monsters Inc. and it is Monsters at work yeah so all the cast are back like billy crystal is back and john goodman are back playing mike wazowski and sully respectfully and it's basically takes off straight after monsters inc is finished uh yeah. the film and it's basically how they are turning this more into a laugh factory rather than a scare factory and the premise of the show starts off with ben feldman's character famous for <laughs> Superstar! Yes, Jonah. Jonah in Superstore. And he's basically just been offered a job as a scarer at Monsters Incorporated. Yeah. And he comes to start his new job there. But it's the Monday after everything's just all happened. And obviously everything's changing to a laugh factory. So he kind of gets he's sent not with... Funny. Yeah, he's he's not a comedy uh, person. He's He broke all of Sully's records. Yes. He broke all of Sully's records, apparently. Top of his class in uni. Top of his class um, as a scarer. Uh, but unfortunately, he gets sent with the, really? what is it, rejects. Well. I can't remember the name yeah. of the record, but they're all kind of the people that 
the more of like the repairers, the mechanics to like yeah. fix the doors engineers. and stuff, the engineers. So yeah, we've only watched episode one so far, but I can see where they're going with, with the series. Yeah. And it was nice to see these characters again. Uh, from Monsters Inc. and Billy Crystal and John Goodman yeah. back as well. So it's it's gonna it's gonna be fun. Like I said, there's three episodes available on Disney Plus now, releasing every Wednesday as well. And I think it's a ten episode series. So It'll be good, yeah, yeah. Episode one that's all watched so far, but I, I enjoyed it. So looking forward to the next. So yeah, watch your space. Yeah. So uh, I mean, that's what's kind of new out. What what else is coming soon to cinemas because yeah we've got quite a big few weeks to yeah. come out in the cinema the rest you? of july is is quite quite busy really uh, i mean it's been quite busy recently mm-hmm. um up until now so it's continuing um so looking uh to the next few weeks the next uh big film we've got coming out is m night Shyamalan's latest offering and it's called old mm-hmm. and from the trailer um classic Shyamalan, um Basically, it looks like these people end up on this island. Are they, I think, a shipwrecked or something like that? A boat wrecked. Um, and the trailer shows um, the young people rapidly aging. Um, and also, not only rapidly aging, but one of them even becomes rapidly pregnant. Um, it looks terrifying. Um, you can see the terror in the characters' eyes themselves. Um, and the post is really interesting as well because it shows like a young arm or a young leg and then like slowly like becoming old and then it like just a skeleton bone so yeah you can see why they're going with it Um, it looks really cool and intriguing very i'm not shaman so yeah i'm a fan so i'm excited for it and that's out on the 23rd yeah 23rd of July. um oh and then what another trailer i've just written down and um, that jamie hasn't seen but they put it on before supernova um it's called the world to come um oh, i cannot remember who the cast was now um but it was set in kind of um old america kind of old, sort of like old west um maybe gold mining time sort of thing in the in the mountains in the woods um and casey affleck's in it as one of the husbands it's a little bit kind of reverse broke back mountain that's who's in it vanessa kirby um both these women are married um and then vanessa kirby is the mysterious woman that turns up and her and the other lady form a romantic relationship and so it looks very sexy which is it's really interesting because obviously the period it's set in and the clothes they're wearing isn't really ever known for being sexy but obviously the way it's shot and the way they the trailer is it's it's very sexy indeed so um yeah should be interesting different yeah yeah what else have we got oh these are all very gilly ones i don't think you really want to talk about to be honest well i will <laughs> say that the next one the last letter from your lover yeah has got a song by Chaim in there which i've ah. listened to so there you go Chaim. yes they're a good band that jamie likes a lot if you've never heard of them check them out um yeah the last letter from your lover it is it's got felicity jones in it um and uh oh shailene woodley um who's obviously from the divergent series and can't remember the lad's name um but he's really good as well so basically it takes place in two different time periods shailene woodley's character and um the actor the male actor and um, they're from something like the 60s maybe 50 60s um early on and they are kind of, um 
lovers that you know she's married to um a wealthy guy um and supposedly has this great life and um, but obviously she really loves this other guy and they write each other letters um and shows in the trailer i mean the trailer basically shows you everything as they do these days shows in the trailer that he's asking her to meet him at the train station you know and see where it goes and in the future felicity jones's character is finding these letters she's a journalist and she's working with the guy that chronic like oh, yeah, I've seen the trailer. yeah you've seen the trailer the guy that like looks after the letters and makes sure they're all categorized properly and everything and um, and they seem to form a romantic uh attachment as well which they don't allude to in the trailer but they show a really distant image of two people and it's definitely them having a smooch um so yeah basically for me i would probably be more intrigued by this film if i hadn't at a level been made to read a book called possession um and there was also a film of this starring Gwyneth Paltrow and Aaron Eckhart, and it is basically the same story. So basically, someone finds uh, these letters, they're intrigued by this past love story, and they're trying to find out who these past people was, all the while forming their own romantic relationship like at the same well. time. Letters to Juliet, sorry. Letters to Juliet is a little bit similar as well. So yeah, well, that's a bit better. So yeah, it, uh, I mean, it looks like a really nice film, and I probably will watch it. Um, but I've heard it before. I've seen it before. I was going to say, when you were originally talking no. about it, I was like, kind of going more like housey. That's kind of more supernatural. Like the same no, yeah. Each other timelines, but this, yeah. this is letters written in, say, 1960 and then found yeah. in 2000. And it's kind of the, yeah. the stories simultaneously going together. That's it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, see how it does. Nice. But, yeah, that is also really cool. out before the end of the month. Yes. But we do have the big one at the end of the month 30th of july and that is by james gunn and it is the beautifully something fine the beautiful yeah. disgusting man, something right? like Super, that the beautifully god knows but um yes the suicide squad the reimagined version of suicide squad yeah. kind of a reboot of it all um yes the suicide squad I'm um, excited. I'm so excited. I know you are. <laughs> we love DC in this house, and I love Margot, and I'm excited about the colourfulness of it all and the craziness of it all. So I think it's it amazing. definitely looks crazy. And yeah. like you said, with, with DC, you want DC always to do well. Yeah. Uh, the character Peacemaker by John Cena has <laughs> got his own. He's got his own TV show on HBO Max, which is currently filming. Well, just taking a break, I believe, because he's come back to wrestle for SummerSlam next month. So, yeah, I mean, Suicide Squad, at the end of this month, we'll be watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, I say straight away, we won't be watching it straight away. Because we we'll be in the Lake District. We'll be in the Lake District. But we'll be watching it probably the Monday when we get back. Yeah. Um, or maybe a Sunday, depends on how quick we get depends back. how quick we get back, yeah. Uh, but yes, by the next episode, we will be reviewing the Suicide Squad as well as our main feature, most likely. Yeah, totally. And we do have another film which is coming soon. Which... Around the same time. I think it's the same day, actually. The same day? Possible. Okay, so we could be doing a double bill at the cinema. And this one stars Jack Whitehall. Oh, it's Jungle Cruise. <laughs> The blob himself. <laughs> um, that's a reference to um, um, who was that TV show? The Mass Singer. The Mass Singer. Yeah, when we were, out, we were convinced that Jack Whitehall was the blob, and um, everyone else said it was Lenny Henry. I was like, no, you're all mad. 
and it wasn't that way anyway but it could have been jack well it could it could have been it could have been but anyway yeah this jungle cruise looks absolutely like woo it looks like a proper like fun ride well it's based on the ride jungle mm -hmm. cruise from uh the original disneyland and um, apparently i'm told that it's not there anymore but i think they must be it's not they were doing a revamp of it um so yeah um that it does look fun it's basically the mummy story again so obviously the mummy had brendan fraser's character who was the adventurer and knew about the the place that had all the mysterious things and then you had rachel Vise's character who was the proper researcher and wanted to go and explore it and had her goofy brother jonathan with her played by john hannah who was the comedy relief oh what is it in this film you have dwayne the rock johnson as the adventurer and drunk gurus person then you have emily blunt who is the researcher and wants to know more about these things with her goofy comedy relief brother jack whitehall see where i'm going with this but it's a formula that works so i'm excited and kids all love it so yeah it just really looks fun i'm excited yeah, I mean, like I said, it's going to be, oh, I think it's going to be the biggest, probably the biggest family, family film, film of the, of the summer. summer. Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I said all of his films, Dwayne Johnson has got a really good film career yeah. now. He's great. Um, obviously, when it when Jumanji 1 and 2 came out, they were the biggest films over Christmas. So yeah. I assume this film, again, it's released by Disney. It's going to be the film of the summer for the family yeah so yeah jungle cruise also out comes that. out towards the end of this month as well and leading from that from disney yeah into yeah um so um based on that um dwayne has actually gone um oh you've got a little picture of it nice um dwayne has actually gone and um made a new documentary for disney plus um behind the attraction which even though on disney plus we already have loads of amazing documentaries about the parks which i cannot get enough of if you haven't watched them please watch them they're amazing um i am always eager for another so yeah he's gone ahead and made this um will be because of jungle cruise and he's just talking about all the different um rides that are there you know all the old originals like jungle cruise pirates of the caribbean small world um and all the new ones as well so that's going to be coming out on the 21st of july um so yeah i'm excited about that look out for that disney plus yes so that's basically everything that has been out we've reviewed what's coming soon mm -hmm. the news the trailers there's only one last thing really for us to kind of recommend or give special mentions yeah we want to, to take a look back don't we so I mean, when we're talking about, we decided we'll have special mentions this year for some anniversaries. So the special mentions that we have is a film celebrating its 20-year anniversary. Yeah. And also, I know you probably wanted to properly mention a film that's celebrating its 30th anniversary. Yes. Um, but Looking as some of you way. may have seen online, they have recently just celebrated Legally Blonde has turned 20. Yeah. Legally Blonde, released in 2001, starring Reese Witherspoon as a sorority girl turned lawyer. Harvard Law Harvard student. Law student. Um, yes, it's a great epic oh, film. film. Definitely. Epic. Cool, cool classic movie. I love my chick flicks. And like I said, Reese Witherspoon, 
as Elwood. It's that successful. It had a had a sequel, Legally Blonde Two. It's also had a musical. Oh, so won the musical as well. So it's an iconic movie. Definitely deserves its its place in there as an iconic film over the last um, twenty years. I know okay. it's it's not an iconic kind of um, number, but Clueless has just celebrated its twenty sixth yes. anniversary. Yes. Um, yesterday as well. So um, Legally Blonde, congratulations, twenty years still going strong. Everybody loves it. Everybody oh. should watch the film. It's a great film. Uh, great supporting cast as well with Selma Blair, Jennifer Ali Larter, Jennifer Coolidge, and I can't remember his name, but he's in Legends of Tomorrow. Legends of Tomorrow? I don't know who's in Legends of Tomorrow, but... The Professor. Oh, oh, I can't remember his name. Victor Garber. Victor Garber. And you're forgetting my favourite of the Wilson bros. Luke Wilson. Luke Wilson! Your favourite of the Wilson. I love him. Wow. I love him so much. Okay. I do love him. He's great in the Family Stone. If you've not seen that. But Legally Blonde is celebrating its twentieth anniversary, but ten years before. No, 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 I want to talk about Legally Blonde. Give it a minute. Oh, no. Give it get all a minute. Jeez. Yeah, it's one of the most classic uh, chick flicks. It's amazing, and I mean, it's one of the most like powerful women moments as well for those for those chick flicks. You know, mm. I mean, like. She gets like ditched by her boyfriend who she thinks she's about to get proposed from, you know, um, because he's she's not smart enough for him and he's got to go to Harvard and get a serious girlfriend. And so she shows him exactly how smart she is and what she's worth. And she goes to Harvard herself and does even better than him and then gets herself an even better boyfriend, Luke Wilson. And it's amazing. And it just, oh, it's, what a film. And like we said, Jennifer Coolidge is amazing. You've got such iconic moments in it with the bend and snap in the salon oh my god and like the cardellini as well and linda carlini is in it oh yeah she's hilarious um but then for it to inspire <laughs> like a musical when a, when a film inspires a musical theater uh, show you know you know it's got something special about it because someone has looked at that and gone that's amazing how can we make it even more fun and like you know put music to it and you know, you've got those scenes that are so iconic that you can turn it into a song, like the Bend and Snap, you know, is he gay or European, the scene in the courtroom. Mm-hmm. Um, just absolutely fantastic. So um, one of the things I love as well, like I remember watching on um, the special, special um, features on the DVD many years ago, I think when I was at uni, that that, that specific colour of blonde, that wasn't just Reese's natural blonde colour, that wasn't just some blonde um color that they put on her that was like days of like experimenting and that poor girl going through loads of different shades of blonde and like oh her hair must have been damaged for a bit because they kept trying out different colors to find the exact shade of blonde that they thought was right for l um and it was things we sell it was kind of like this honey blonde that they settled on that was just perfect for her um and it is yeah and it's lovely and bruiser we've got to mention bruiser special mention um so yeah i mean if you've got to this point and you're not seeing only blue one then what are you doing go and watch it it's fantastic and share it with all all your kids as well mm-hmm. like you have so but 10 years before but 10 years before whoa don't kill whoa. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> didn't um, even mean to whoa keanu's uh keanu's is for me 
second best film and second most iconic, even though everyone talks about the Matrix worse. Um, and so John Wick. And John Wick. Kind of like Bill and Ted is one Bill and film. Ted is his best film. You can't know his one film because it's free. Yeah, but uh, Boobish Journey is okay. But Excellent Adventure is like music. one of the best films ever. Yeah, face music is great. But we're talking about originals. You know, Bill and Ted is obviously the best film, film Reeves ever. And um, second best film, <gasps> Point Break. Point Break, man, 30 years? It's crazy. What about Much Ado About Nothing? Oh, that's, that's a really nice film as well. <laughs> that's a really nice film. That's great. So, obviously, we've got Keanu and Patrick Swayze. It's Patrick Swayze, isn't it? I used it to, is. It was just getting confused between him and Kurt Russell. Because they don't really want much like, and I'm pretty sure Kurt's a like, like blonde one. No, but Kurt yeah. is older. But no, it's Patrick Swayze. Um, oh, Point Break is such a dude film. It's such a great film. Um, You know, in it. No, it's like that actually, you know, for surfing. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, oh, I love a surf mm. film. Um, it's a cop film and a surf film, and um, it's just great. Oh, I don't know what what was it that came out recently that everyone was like, oh my god, it's like the new Point Break. What did we watch? I can't remember. We'll think on that one. Um, but yeah, um, if you've not seen it, go and see it. It's absolutely fantastic. Thirty years, um, and it's got other great little. Um, um, smaller actors in it as well, character actors um, who are really fun. And yeah, I, just, I don't know what else to say about it other than it's, it's really fun and fantastic. And yeah, it's a directed by Catherine Bigelow. Yeah, okay, so if you haven't seen it, the story is that um, uh, Keanu Reeves is a cop and they're trying to chase down these bank robbers and they're trying to figure out um, who it might be and they've got a clue that it might be a group of surfers. So he goes undercover, pretending he's learning to surf in the area trying to stake out which surfers you think it might be and then he um like infiltrates the the crew and you know goes undercover and ends up becoming part of it um oh yeah that was it that's the furious is basically like a point break um so it's a but with surfing of... instead of fast cars yeah yeah so yeah if you like fast and furious you know you might like point break and vice versa so yeah, check it out if you don't see it. Yeah. But that's pretty much it. That's pretty much all we've got to uh, recommend and yeah. rave about. So Yeah, I think that's basically it for this week's episode. Yeah. So check out those things that we've we've reviewed and look out for the things that we've said are coming out next month. Yeah, and like I said, on the next episode mm-hmm. in two weeks' time, we will hopefully be reviewing Suicide Squad, Definitely. Jungle Cruise anything else that comes out any new trailers um anything you think that we should check out hit us up mm-hmm. on instagram and facebook at cine lovers podcast make sure to press that like or follow button and you can listen Do to it. us on spotify and apple anywhere you find your podcasts we appreciate everybody that has listened so far Thanks, and your support so thank you very much i have been Jamie. Yeah, I'm Mercedes. She Bye. is Mercedes. And we are the Cine Lovers. Catch on the flip side. Cine Lovers.